All right, welcome back to the Brother Ben X Show. I'm starting a new series called The Youth Perspective. Uh, I'm seeing these videos pop up on my timeline, and I'm this is kind of how I keep up with news and what's going on sometimes. And uh, I started to remember how I grew my first YouTube channel. My first YouTube channel got terminated at 40 million plus views. Um, had over 146 some thousand subscribers. I'm getting back up there. I'm at like five point some million views at this time, but it was through giving my commentary. And I and I don't want to get away from offering that youth perspective because I'm seeing all kind of perspectives, and sometimes the perspectives just be I don't know. So I'm going to start a series called the youth perspective on what's going on. So it won't always be YouTube stuff. It may be. Stuff in the community, maybe some that was on TV because the youth is watching. Obviously, a lot of people are watching. So uh, I would like to offer, you know, any wisdom that I could, any perspective that I could to bring some balance to some of these situations. So I'm starting something called the youth perspective um, because a lot of people say they doing things for the youth. A lot of people say this is for the youth. I'm teaching for the youth. I'm building this for the youth. So now I want to give that youth perspective. From my perspective, how I see it. So now we got uh, Brother Kwame Brown. Brother Kwame Brown uh, has been speaking up for a while, but he just recently went viral. Uh, I was telling that about the digital real estate um, program to the students. I was telling them, you know, this is a perfect example of all you need is that one video to go viral or that one situation to go viral. Now all of your past content that you've been making can now be seen. So don't worry about if you don't have a million followers or hundreds and thousands of views yet. It just takes that one to go viral and then it'll give, you know, notice to your perspective. Your perspective is valuable. You are what makes you unique. So your perspective alone is your asset. And when you're trying to be like somebody else, this is when you start to lose that. So let's go um, uh, into this video because I think it may be some lessons that maybe can be pulled out of any situation. All right, let me talk to you for a minute, Kwame Brown. Everybody sent me sent me a little video. Now let me say this respectfully, right? I'ma be as respectful as I can be. First and foremost, when I say don't compare me to an NBA player or none of you celebrities, like you for example, I'm not glorifying. Don't play don't play military mind games with the people. I'm not glorifying prison by any means. So obviously this may be the second video because obviously this may be after Kwame responded to something so we'll watch that later another time when I say at 18 years old I went to the penitentiary and at 18 years old you went to the NBA it's not because I'm glorifying it's because there was a there was a long path that led to my downfall going to the penitentiary there's a story in between of pain is what I was trying to say. And see, that's the thing that's lacking, that's missing in your story. My story is filled with pain from childhood. Your story 
and your pain consist of Michael Jordan elbowing you in the face or Pat Riley smacking you in the back of the neck telling you to do 100 miles. This is something I want to comment on. You know, as I see these other, the commentary, it's young people who's looking at these videos. So that's older people who may say, man, this is, man, why you, man, this is a waste of time. Well, uh, the youth watching this, the youth is building perspectives and uh, gaining whatever guidance that they're getting from these videos as well. And I think this right here is something where we, we have to eventually in our community come to a, uh, I don't know, compromise. This right here, he's talking about growing up and he had this, this hard life and Kwame Brown, he's assuming had a good life, a painless life because he went to the NBA. And, you know, growing up, you know, you may say, well, I, I can't relate to that. Yeah, you can. When you grew up in the hood or wherever you went to school at, it was always a joke that somebody else was from the suburbs. Not saying Kwame Brown is from the suburbs, but that's almost the picture that's trying to be painted. Um, there's always been this, well, you from the suburb, them, them niggas over there from the suburb, we, yeah, we grew up from the hood, nigga, we, nigga, grew up eating bologna sandwiches and syrup sandwiches. Like, at the end of the day, here's what I learned from my brother, Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs. He talked about growing up in the suburbs, but they were still poor. Just because you grew up in the suburbs, your parents grew up in the suburbs, doesn't mean that y'all had all the money. They was barely making it as well in the suburbs. So lights will lights can go off in the suburbs just like they go off in the hood. And even if they didn't, that don't mean this brother, your brother, doesn't understand that perspective. You don't know who he hung around. I mean, don't we want our parents to be successful don't we want our children to be successful and i don't know about y'all it may just be where i'm from but where i'm from where we grew up at you know you hear people say oh them niggas from the suburbs oh they yeah they they grew up over there in the uh, in the rich side like ain't that what we want for black people but when we make that division that that's just device and that make those who you know, growing up, maybe without a father who's looking for guidance, you know, it's easy for them to be influenced. So they may think that it's bad for you to have money or it's bad for you to live in a nice home or you're going to be talked about if you live in a bad home. So who cares what somebody grew up in if they about speaking up for our people, whether you grew up in the suburbs or from the hood. If you speaking up using your voice, you didn't have to use your voice. So that's a gap I think we have to eventually uh, clothes in our community what's y'all thoughts on that is is it just round from where they would literally talk about people because they grew up in the suburbs what's y'all thoughts my pain consists of not having a father sitting outside on welfare cheese lines going to the stores with food stamps dealing with the evil stepdaddy your pains well you got 60 million 40 to 60 million dollars for your pain you took the oath for your pain. Yes. The same matrix, the same industry that you speaking out against, you took an oath to. For me, I'm going to just keep it all the way funky for you, homeboy. To me, you was real as Santa Claus. Respectfully. Because to me, you ain't no different from Colin Kaepernick. He peeped the weakness in the black community. Took a knee and ran away with the bag. For the last two years, 
respectfully, Kwame Brown. New York, black America, all across America, has been in turmoil, protesting, rioting, gun violence. Everything's been going insane. You've been on YouTube since 2013. Nobody heard you taking on the problems of the black community. And in them streets, nobody's seen you anywhere in the hood trying to defuse the violence or anything going on. To me, you have a smell of Callan Kaepernick. We done seen too many grave chasers, too many too many ambulance chasers in the hood where people feel like, okay, we're gonna play on we're gonna play on the pain of black people. So your story to me is like Santa Claus. Your introduction back into poverty, which is us, because you're not soliciting the rich. Your podcast is not based off of you dealing with the elite, the 1% that you are, that where you come from. Nah, that's not where you rocking with. What you're doing is you come along with your come along, go along, get along gang, right? You still, you still install my whole style, my swag, my words, my topics. I'm listening to you. Okay, cool. Because I do respect some. That's one thing, man, that I, 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 I would like for us to get over as well. Ain't nothing new at this point, I believe. At this point, there's some uniqueness. But at this point in our community, man, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just give y'all again. This is the youth perspective. This brother Ben X perspective. I'm just gonna tell you me. A lot of people that I see on YouTube who's speaking up about the black community ain't saying nothing no different than what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad or the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan done said over the decades. So, so a lot of sayings, um, a lot of stuff that we be, you know, coming up with. And it sounds nice the way we put the words together and the quotes be fire. But when I go back and I'm studying the minister, I be like, dang, he said that way back in the day. Dang, they said that way back. in. So we got to get out of that, man. People copying. I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I got an idea or maybe something. But if a, if a young brother starts up something like a podcast or say something that I say, I'm glad. Thank you for helping. Thank you because you're going to reach somebody that I didn't reach. You're going to reach somebody that I can't reach. Now, if you just straight up, you know, if it's business and you still in literally everything word for word and it's like noticeable, but honestly, a lot of sayings that we be saying and a lot of stuff we be saying, it's already been said and we got it from somebody. We got it from our elders. You know, and we have to, here's another thing. He didn't mention this, but here's another thing we got to get out of. Listen, man, when it comes to the youth, if we're going to help them, help them for the right reasons. I get so sick and tired of looking at some, some channels and they be like, yeah, I built this person. And, you know, uh, 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 you know, if it wasn't, if they didn't come on my platform and it was me and I did this, like, bro, what, what are we doing it for? Aren't we doing it for that? If I'm inviting a younger brother on my platform and he blows up, ain't that what I want? It's not for me to two years later, three years later, yeah, yeah I built him up if it wasn't for me. Da, da, da. No, man. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, the, it's the God that's in them that's keeping the audience. It's one thing to be able to expose somebody to an audience, but it's on them to keep the audience. 
and that just leads to more division. I I built them up, and you know, I don't know. That's just my thoughts, man. That that that's just my thoughts. I'm glad, man, that that can't nobody really say that to me about on, on YouTube because nobody really reach out for to me to do no interviews like that. So when it when I did have my forty million, you know, because I, I I just don't like that, you know. Uh, I did this for you, yeah. If it wasn't for me, and then no, that's just I don't like that feeling. Some of your message, I respect it, but I'm sitting back and I'm watching. You come along at a time where the industry is sprinkling you, industry dudes, you you rappers, you Hollywood, the music industry. It's just coincidental now within the last two years. The power of the black voice on YouTube that come from regular YouTubers, like let's say for example, uh, 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 um, Spiritual Zoe. Shout out to the brother Spiritual Zoe. Been up here teaching these young boys and breaking down what he's been breaking down. You got dudes like me, for example, but let me put me to the side. Even Young Pharaoh. I don't rock with Young Pharaoh like that, but Young Pharaoh been up here teaching his lessons. You have been nowhere. It's been the small people who started from poverty and pain out here waking up these young boys or teaching lessons on social media. And then to combat us, first they try to take away our check marks. All right, here's here's my perspective on that because I can understand, man. I've been putting in all this work for all these years. Now here come these celebrities. Now the celebrities are learning how to do podcasts. It's it's true. Celebrities are learning how to utilize social media. The celebrities who already got big names are learning how to do IG lives. They learning how to work the YouTube. Maybe in the beginning they didn't they didn't have no YouTube. Maybe they was behind a label and it was the label putting it out for them. But now. Shoot, social media are empowering the artists. So, like, they already got a big name. So now I've been speaking about the injustice. You understand what I'm saying? I've been I've been the one who's been speaking on these hard topics. I've been the one who's been, yeah, and then you, while you were speaking on your rapping and your killing and, and, and what you was doing, I was doing this. So now you come over, now you start a podcast, now you want to start touching on some of my topics that I've been hitting on. So I get it. I get that, but here's my perspective on it. Here's my perspective on it. Yes, there's going to be some who may be trying to get in where they fit in and they just trendy. A lot of people are trendy. Even those small YouTubers he talks about, trendy. Whatever's hot, that's what you do a topic on. So how can we be upset if they see money here? Let's just keep it a buck. Those YouTubers, that's what they see. They know you're going to, that's why they get mad when YouTube demonetize you. When I got demonetized, I shoot, I, I built the channel back up and posted the minister once again. I know it's probably because of the minister or some of the teachings, but hey, it is what it is. But that's, that's why, you know, we get upset when YouTube channels are demonetized because you know, it's a, it's a reward in it as well. Not saying that's the only part, but, but here's my perspective. And I said this years ago too, by the way. We say rappers, they talk about drugs, they talk about killing, the athletes never speak up, the entertainers never speak up. And then what I noticed years ago, and I got videos of this years ago, I said, well, when these rappers finally say something, we have a problem with it. And I said, that's confusing to me. And that's just me. This rapper who maybe used to be in the streets, well, guess what? There's many human beings 
who used to be in the streets. Now they are authors, they speakers, they, they, they really help people. They got programs. So to me, I see no difference than a brother who used to rap about this. And now he got a new lane to me. I'm happy, man. Thank you for starting the man. Finally. Thank you. But I'm not going to, Oh nigga. Why, why you want to talk about police brutality now? Or why you want to talk about the youth now? No. And if, even if I do believe here, and here's where I believe wisdom comes into play. Even if I do believe he's in it for the money. Guess what? Well, if he's getting views because of his name, look, Allah, look at what the minister said in study, guys. The minister says when Allah has a will, he considers the plans of Satan or the plans of the enemy to bring about the fruit, the, the fruition of his will. So even in me, if I know my mission is to reach the youth. If I know my mission is to raise my people up, I'm going to consider the moves they're going to make and see how I can use that to further my will. So even if they are speaking about something just to get the money, well, I know they got the name. That's that's who the youth maybe look up to. That's who the people are going to be attracted to. I'm going to use their positive words in camelback off of the or veggie back off of their positive words to further influence the youth because there's a youth who probably know this rapper but don't know he said invest in real estate got him some uh, it's a youth that only only thing they know him for is his old songs talking about murder but that interview he did that nobody really saw i'm gonna take that clip out Post that clip and say, see, look, he's talking about life insurance. Maybe you can get into that. So I'm going to use it to further benefit what we want. So on one end, we say the rappers are influencing to do bad. The, the athletes, the entertainers are influencing them to do bad. So if the rappers are doing something good, I'm going to blow that up. Man, look at him, y'all. Look at this video. That's why I love the little brother. He uh he was in our he was in the digital real estate class too, brother. Uh man, I can't think of his name, but the ancestral plane. Go on, go on Instagram and look up the ancestral plane. I love what he do with that page. He he highlight all the rappers and he point out the positive thing they say. All the entertainers, all the comedians. He posts what he posts the positive things that they say, because if we say that the youth are influenced by these guys, this is why the youth going out killing. Well, when they say something positive, we need to blow that up. Hey, youth, look at what he said. Look what he did. Hey, look at this. Look, look, look. So they can be influenced to do good based on our logic, right? So that's my perspective on that. So we wouldn't look like celebrities, but some of us got so strong on these platforms that they couldn't do it. So now what they do is to, 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 to dumb down our numbers, they come sprinkle you celebrities. You know, like the sprinkles y'all put all over the ice cream. Sprinkle you celebrities to come. Y'all not, y'all haven't been here. We've been going through hell. Y'all been nowhere to be, to be found. And now all of a sudden, you coming to identify and act like you one of us and you can identify with one of our, pa our, our pains that we've been through in the hood. Because the coach made you run extra laps. They made you sit on a bench. They made fun of you. Charlemagne talked about your daddy. Is your claim to fame to YouTube? And I'm supposed to fall for this? You know, um, you know, here's another thing. This makes me love the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan so much, man. 
And I know y'all like, what does this got to do with the minister? Do you know what the minister could say to us if he had that type of attitude? Like, the YouTubers who he's speaking of, and, and, and I appreciate all the good that any YouTuber do. Anybody who speaks out against foolishness, stuff we shouldn't be doing, and talk about what we should be doing, who you are, whether if you disagree with the minister, whether if you done said something bad about me, I appreciate the good that you do. Because I feel like that's the minister's spirit and heart. But do we know what the minister could say? This man was speaking, going into alleyways, speaking to our people who was just at who we thought was the bottom when some of us was in the womb. When some of us was playing basketball, when some of us was running around with candy, running with suckers in our mouth, this man been speaking up for us. And then we get to an age where we old enough and we got negative words to say about him. Not saying he can't be, you know, you know, you can't give your opinion, but we just act like he ain't done nothing. Imagine what the minister could come on video and say, yeah. When y'all was two years old, y'all wasn't, I was out here working and with, um, look at how many people hasn't supported the minister, but look at his heart though. Look at how he's still inviting. He still builds us up. People that, people that y'all know done said something bad about the minister. He always, I mean, just the heart of the minister. These, you know, this also reminds me of, you know, it just, it just makes me, man, admire the minister more, man. Cause I know if, if he got the works in the, in the timeline and the works behind the scene that don't nobody know about to be, to have this attitude, but he don't. So that's uh. And, and here's another thing I want to touch on because he's speaking about some stuff that about Kwame's pain, what I've been learning inside of our ABS trial family. And I honestly think he specifically would, would know this. We have to be very careful judging what somebody else's pain is. You never know what somebody done been through. I don't give a damn if he got a hundred million. I don't care if he got 200 million. We never know the pain. We never know the pain that somebody done went through. Do you know how many millionaires, bro? done went through more stress than people who ain't got no money. And because, oh, you living in poverty, they living in the mansion, you think they not going through nothing. Bro, money don't, money don't solve all problems like that. We don't know what, 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 what somebody went through, man. I mean, it's just, it's so many people that have not said what done happened to them. And I learned this from my tribe. We have a program called the ABS tribe and the people who, you know, they look good. They got a smile on their face. When we dig in, we got coaches. In, man, when you dig into people's story, bro, you never know what people done went through. And, and here's a channel I encourage y'all to go look at. It's a channel called Soft White Underbelly. Now, it's a, it's a white guy who interviews people, uh, pimps, prostitutes. Um, man, what else? Uh, uh, just uh, drug dealers, all kind of stuff, right? And see, what I've learned is from the outside looking in, it's easy for us to say, why are you selling drugs? Or why are you a prostitute? Or why are you doing this? Just stop. You shouldn't do that. Like, it, it seems so easy. But when you look into they struggling, what doesn't happen to them from a young person, from a youth, from a baby at the age of three, four, five. Now, 
it's not that you disagree. I mean, it's not that you agree with the lifestyle that they live in. But when you go into their past and what they really dealing with mentally, it you get a level of understanding you and you miss and you diminish some of that judgment that you have. Some of us think because we done been shot at or, you know, I done went through this or I didn't have a father. You know, I, I was born in prison. I never seen my biological father, my biological mother. Well, my biological mother, I probably saw her one time. First time I saw my biological father was in his casket. Man, that's, you know, I used to sit there and, and you know, I, I never told nobody until I got older. But I used to sit there wondering, damn, why they, why they didn't come back for me? Why, why they didn't never call? Why, all right, you ain't going you ain't gonna to take care of me. But you ain't check on me. You ain't say, hey, man, can I see you every now and again? You know, I, that, that used to, I used to be like, dang. But just because I went through that, that don't mean, oh, brother, you had both of your parents and you don't know my struggle. You don't know how I feel like I, I can't determine that we we can't determine what, what, what somebody trauma is and how that affects them. And it's hard for us. Listen, it's hard for us to get people to understand and see our perspective when we have that type of attitude. It's hard to get people to understand what I done been through. If I'm talking about somebody, if I'm, if I'm dismissing somebody else's pain or I'm assuming what somebody hasn't been through. So we got to stop doing it. I don't care if you grew up in the suburbs, man. That's still a black man in America. White man don't give it. White man don't care. He grew up in the suburbs. So we have to stop. the. See, we talk about the white man dividing. We have to stop our own dividing. We, think about this. Think about what we doing, y'all. We divide each other off of pain. I went through more pain than you. How does that sound? I, nigga, I went through more pain than you did. So, nigga, you don't. What? It's, it's almost like we, we talk about the games glorifying killing, glorifying that. But how do we look when we get conscious, when we get woken, we got a voice, we divide by saying, I went through more. And y'all, and it ain't just him. So I'm not talking about, I'm talking about in our community, we do this all the time. Y'all, man, y'all grew up in college and high school. Nigga, 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 I, I got five bodies. Nigga, I got, nigga, I got this many fel uh, misdemeanors. Nigga, I got, yeah, I'm on parole. Like, it's almost like something that we brag and we separate. Oh, nigga, you was a college boy. Come on, man. Y'all know this what go on in our community. Oh, nigga, you ain't, you ain't never been to jail. Nigga, you don't know what it, it happens all the time. We got to stop doing that ourselves. What are we telling the youth when we say that? When we talking about somebody who got a feeling, you can't make me believe that it's young people today that ain't doing that because they feel like if they didn't have no felonies, if they didn't have this on a on a record that they are lame. You can't make me believe that because I done heard it. I done heard it. They will feel like, oh, I ain't really I ain't really cut like that. I ain't really living like that. If I ain't come on, man. This is my perspective now. See. I don't really care. About the people saying, oh, you're jealous. Jealous of who? An NBA player who made $60 million? Who bought his mother a house? I wasn't fortunate enough to be able to buy my mother a house. I was trying to rob Peter to pay Paul or pay child support. I wasn't fortunate enough to have that the lifestyle where somebody pushed me through high school because I couldn't really go to high school like that. You know why? Because on the path in the course of going to school, there was gunmen trying to shoot me. That's what I had to go through in the hood. I got pushed 
and pushed and pushed till I had to push back. Then I ended up in jail. That's not where I wanted to go, but that's where I ended up at. I had to sit back from 18 to 21 fighting a homicide case, a body in attempt. I had to sit there and fight that, watching dudes in the box take a crap in the milk carton and throw it in each other's face. Some of them got so mad they have milk cartons, they would hold doodle in their mouth, just spit it on the next person. Your struggle is not mine. And he's right. I want to say this. He's right. He's absolutely right. His struggle is not that struggle. But here's what I want us to see from a youth perspective. That little brother who grew up living in a okay house it's some struggles that he got do y'all really i ain't even got y'all already know it's it's children who grew up in great homes who committed suicide i ain't got to convince y'all of that y'all know that it's children that had both parents that committed suicide it's people young people who had uncles that they know they could call Close the door. That they know they could call. Who got money. Who had all the money in the world. A new uncle would take care of him. And committed suicide. What are you saying brother Ben? Just like. He may not be able to relate to that struggle. A brother. Who grew up maybe in prison. May not be able to relate to the struggle that young brother got that causes him to want to commit suicide. In other words, all I'm saying is we got to work together. Because your experiences, you're going to reach a certain demographic that may not be able to relate to me. They hear me, but they can't relate to it per se because I didn't live that. But you live that. But on the flip side, it's a group that's going to relate to me that you still should care about, that you still should love, that's still the youth, but they're going to relate to me. They're not going to necessarily relate to being shot at. See what I'm saying? They're not going to relate to their mom being raped. They're, they're not going to relate to bullets coming through their window. They don't know what that feel like, but they, don't mean, but they still have a trauma that they need to deal with. So when we work together, man, I mean, come on, man. Dang. When we work together, we can reach more of the whole. See, when I'm going out with the final call, there are street brothers who, who, who know me. There's brothers who have hit me up from prison. And I'm not bragging. I'm just, just here what it is. Man, I learned a lot from you, young brother. It's brothers that knew about me when they came out of prison from reading the paper because I was in the final call. People who already knew about me. It was it's brothers who hit me up. I spoke at a prison. And uh, it's brothers that still hit me up to this day. Matter of fact, last month. Hey, man, I remember you came and spoke to us in prison. I never been to prison. But something that I said touched them. Part of my story touched them. But when I'm out going out, they notice me. And they, and, they, and they talk about how they learned and how they growing. But when I'm out with Brother Winford, Brother Winford did 15 years in prison. I'm not trying to over talk, bro. I'm letting brother Winford speak. Brother Winford lived 
15, he, he, he did 15 years in the feds. He know that life. So when he's speaking certain languages, damn, I can relate to that brother. He got the teachings. I got the teachings, but he's going to wrap it in the language that they can understand. Now, if me and him was beefing, nigga, uh, if he was like, brother, nigga, you ain't never been to prison. You ain't never did a year in prison. And I'm like, yeah, and you ain't never, yeah, you knew your father because he knew his father. He knew he had his father, his biological father. Yeah, you knew your father. I know my biological father. Imagine us doing that. Now when we go out, it, it just don't look good. But when they see the unity, and then when a young brother say something, oh, I can, y'all can deal with him. I can, y'all can talk about that. When they send certain things, I can, I can deal with that. But when the brother from the streets and he's talking about what he went through, I can, I, I be quiet. Now I got brothers and stuff who doing life in prison. So, I mean, it's not that I can't give them no guidance, but they can relate to brother Winford. So we need to learn how to tie that thing together. Both of the pains, all of the pains, because our people is going through some things that, it ain't got to be jail. It ain't got to be rape. It ain't got to be molestation. But it's still something that's weighing on their heart. And, and here's another thing. Just because it may be something that's light to us, it don't mean it's light to them. Oh, you was abused as a child. Boy, my mama used to beat my butt. Boy, my daddy used to beat my butt. Boy, you weak. That's how you dealt with the pain. But that, that young brother or that young sister... That caused them to have trauma. That caused them to, man, they not okay. And we can't judge them and say that, oh, you you need to get over that. Just like some of the stuff we done been through, we don't want nobody telling us just get over it. So we can't ignore theirs as well. So it, it, it's just some deep stuff, man. It's just, I'm just, again, just giving you my perspective, man. But I think we need to tie all of our experiences together because all of our people ain't went through the same thing. Everybody who's in poverty ain't went through the same thing. It's different things that has led to that. It's different mental things that has led them to poverty. So we can't X out one and keep one, nor can we keep, you know what I mean? Got to have both. None of hours for the most part. You've been rich longer than you've been poor. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you come through on YouTube with drama. This shit is so staged, it's like the Santa Claus story. It's Santa Claus. So now you the mouthpiece for, for, for us, out of nowhere. But you took the same oath as Charlemagne. You took the same oath. The same, the same, the same crusaders, the same conquerors, the same, the same slave masters cut your check. So please forgive me, Kwame, if it's hard for me to understand or respect or not even so much respect. It's just like, I can't, I don't believe you, man. To me, you dudes is no different than the dudes that infiltrated the Black Panther Party. It's always somebody there to infiltrate everything that we do. They come and take it. Now, YouTube was black YouTube. It's starting to get too strong. Our voices are being valued. So what do they do? They put us against us, but they use celebrity star power. Everybody wants a platform now. And he's right again. They put us against us, so let's not feed it. Let's not feed it. Don't add on to us against us. Like a black man who's a celebrity is still a black man. 
And I would just keep it 100. I know some athletes. All love may sell outs. Uh, I know some people who done been in movies, who done been in TV shows. All of them not sellouts. And here's the thing. Listen, if a young if a young brother wants to play the the the, the sport of football, okay, if he wants to play the sport of football. He ain't wrong for wanting to play the sport of football. Let's just keep it a hundred. You know, let's just keep it a hundred for all of us who are conscious and woke and talk about athletes. Some, some of us who talk about these same athletes who, who, who go to the NFL and NBA work for the dang white man. So their response can be, you telling me not to go make millions and you working for the white man making how much an hour? I'm just talking about over the years, people who done talked about the talked about athletes, but still do work for somebody who do got jobs. Like, how does that sound? And all of them are not sellouts. All of them not. Listen, the same way y'all be wanting athletes to speak up, right? It's people that I'm sure done talked about athletes that do not speak up at your job, at FedEx, at Coca-Cola, at Walmart, at McDonald's. Like, literally, bro, you have a manager at your job. You ain't sacrificing millions. You sacrificing maybe $15 an hour. You won't speak up to him. And you get and we get to talking in the barbershop about athletes because they don't went to because they don't went to the NFL. Come on, man. Ain't nothing wrong with going there. Now, yeah, we want to make sure that they mind, right? We want to make sure that they go and when they go and they get this bread, they they can they they inspired to do something for the community. But here's the thing. Inspire them to want to do something for the community. Don't condemn them alone. No, you ain't. I'm, ain't no one with speaking up. But inspire them. Like if I got somebody on YouTube that's always talking about me, that's always saying the athletes ain't this and entertainers ain't that. Do you think I'm gonna be inspired to say, man, I want to help that brother out? Man, I would like to donate to that brother. Man, if you, man, come on, man. We human beings. We are human beings. Man, I, it's people. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just trying to bring some logic to this thing. Like, let's inspire them. You know, like when a young brother going to the NBA and he say he want to do this for his mother. Man, praise be to Allah. Go ahead, brother. And you can drop some gems on to keep the people in mind, brother. You keep Wanted to do good. You keep wanting to give. Inspire him to give. Don't, nigga, you going to the NFL. Nigga, you done sold out. Nigga, you on the, you done signed the dotted line. Nigga, you done, come on, man. Like, how does that inspire rappers to want to give back? How does that inspire athletes to want to give? And I get it. We are, we, we are, we upset. 
man, we, you, you need to help us. You know where we came from. But, you know, everybody don't have that mindset. And guess what? And, and, and guess what? Many of us didn't have that mindset either. Many of us years ago didn't have that mindset either, bro. We ain't been making videos about the black community since we was 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So the same way we came into some knowledge and we probably had an experience that woke us up. Give them time. Give them time. And again, we never know what people are doing behind the scenes. It's people today. As much as we done did behind the scenes. Probably think all I do is come on here and speak on video. <laughs> but like I said uh, in the comment, I you know, when I say I can point, and I said in one of those interviews that I can point, I'm not just talking about pointing to a picture. We can bring people up and let's see what happens. But the point is, you never know what somebody doing behind the scenes. Yeah, you see somebody maybe always online, but they're not online 24 hours. And a lot of times when people are doing things for the community or doing things for somebody, nobody's going to get their phone out and say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. Before I do this, let me let me hit record. Come on, that's that looks, that's so lame. So a lot of things that people do ain't recorded. It's not captured. So let's be, don't, don't, don't always get into a habit of saying what somebody not doing because they may be doing way more than you. You just don't know it. And then we play these games online. We play games online and it may, and it be, it, it been making me think over the years that we don't care. And then this is what I mean that we're going to get back to the video. On one end, we say, I ain't never seen you do blah, blah, blah. I ain't never seen you in the community. I ain't seen one photo, nigga, one video. I ain't seen one da, 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 da. Y'all heard that, right? Then if we have somebody who do got video, they do got photos, the uh, now we flipped the argument and say, oh, you only did that to get a video. You only did that for a camera op. You only did that for the damn wait, make up your mind. I've been saying this over here. I've been peeping the game. One end we'll say, ain't nobody got proof. And then when somebody got proof, they'll say you only did that for the for the for the proof. Man, I'd be I'd be so confused, man. I, I just be, and again, I'm this is just a youth perspective. I'm just sharing with y'all what I've been seeing over the years. I'd be like, man, you just said you wanted to see proof. Then when you saw the proof, you had something to say because they had proof. I don't know. What's y'all thoughts on that? From Fat Fat Joe to Jim Jones to like everybody is getting up. Everybody wants to talk. Where was y'all at when the people needed y'all to reach out and communicate with these stars? Y'all rich. Let me ask you a question, Kwame. You got, you said 60 acres of land? How many families you got living on that, on them 60 acres? Because charity begins at home. So how many family members do you have that have a house on your 60 acres? Right. I'll wait. Matter of fact, I don't even care. Because like I said, for the last two years, I'm not even talking about decades, the last two years, Black America been in term on you. And out of nowhere, for the last two months, you just pop up here like you just all about the people? 
and your claim to fame. It's not even basketball. It's because you got picked on on a basketball court, and we supposed and you comparing your pain to our pain. Yo, let me tell you something. All of y'all people in the comment section, man, you know what I want y'all to do? Tell me some of the worst experiences that you had in the comment section, what you've been through in your life. Because I know where we come from in the hood. This dude is sitting up there talking about the worst thing that ever been happened to him is what he went through training for basketball. Y'all think that we don't know that y'all go through humiliation rituals? You think that we don't know that y'all go through what, what they call hazing? You think we don't know that y'all took oath? You took the oath? The same oath the rest of these celebrities, basketball players, you took the oath. Um, I don't know about y'all. But here's my thoughts on that. Let's just say there is an oath. Let's just say it is an oath. Which I'm not sure if it is an oath like to be an athlete. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say he's right or wrong. But let's say he did take an oath. If he's now speaking out, wouldn't that be a good thing? Ain't that almost kind of like being a whistleblower? Like if we took the oath to be quiet, don't say nothing, but now he's but he's speaking out against the inner against the media and the entertainment and what they do to young black boys. Ain't that almost shouldn't that be like a good thing? Like he broke away from it. He got away. He he turned. That should be a good thing, right? Okay, like 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 slaves, right? Oh, snap, hold on. Um okay, man, another issue just popped up. Whoo, boy, never ending. But um and that done threw my oh, I forgot what point I was about to make. Oh yeah. Um, shouldn't that be like like slaves? Slaves, some of them mm, was slaves. Like they was like, alright, this is the lifestyle. Then they was like, man, I'm finna try to break away. There was probably slaves that that, that, that was just servants. They was like, alright, I'm damn, this is what it is. But then one day they said, I can't take it no more. I'm breaking away. Don't we call them freedom fighters? You broke away from what you was under. You broke away from the slave master. Don't we like big up Nat Turner and big up Harriet Tubman? Ain't that a good, shouldn't that be a good thing that we have somebody who was in it, who can now tell the young people this how it is and tell them the truth about it? I think that's a good thing. I think that would be a good thing. Somebody put in the comment section that they had a conversation. Uh, I got something I got to do after this, but uh, we, we'll look into that later. Hopefully it was a productive. Uh, I heard that it was a productive conversation. So hopefully we can see how we should come together after disagreements in that conversation. I haven't watched the whole thing. But, yeah, I think that's a good thing, man. If we got somebody who's in it, because sometimes, you know, it can be a conspiracy theory. 
if you've never been in the NBA, but you're talking about it, it can be a conspiracy theory if you've never been in some of these secret societies, but you've never been inside of it. So if we have somebody, I'm, and I'm just saying, if if there is an oath, if we have somebody who was in it, then comes out and tells you, boom, no, nah, man, this is what they're doing to young boys, and this how they this how they portraying them in the media, this how they're destroying the image, and da-da-da. Like, that should, we should let, like, man, thank you. Because young boys who's striving for that, they need to be aware of what it's like. And they need to know how to move and how to handle themselves. So that should be a good thing. They allowing you to be on YouTube the way that you on YouTube playing this military mind game. Brother, I don't trust none of you. I see we seen too many of you. Rappers turn into politicians. You know how we coming, my son. We seen too many of you acting like y'all for the people. Poverty pimps. You got people sitting up there donating in your super chat and you got over, you worth over 40 to 60 million? And you taking money from the poor? You're worse than the pastor. Get your hand out of my pocket. It is what it is, man. I'm out of here. I ain't got to go back and forth with you, but I don't bite my tongue, homie. You smell like Colin Kaepernick. Somebody said, you obviously missed it last night. It wasn't productive. Well, I said, brother, I didn't see it. <laughs> so, yeah, it is obvious because I said it. I just told you I didn't see it. <laughs> so, yes, it's obvious. I don't know. I was. I said I was told it was productive, that it, that it was productive. I don't know if he saw the whole thing. And I was just I, I was just told that it was a productive dialogue. I didn't watch the whole thing. So, I don't know. Black America's all in turmoil. He took the knee, he took the back, and now he's gone. Kwame, I hope I'm wrong about you. I ain't got no beef with you. I don't want no smoke. Forgive me if I don't trust the same industry that you come from, that you flipping on. That's the problem with a lot of you black people, right? You can't even pick a spouse. Some of y'all can't pick a baby mother. Some of you can't pick a husband. Y'all can't even keep a relationship for a year and a half to two years, no longer than that. You give birth to a baby and then your, your family structure is broken up within a year. So how the hell y'all gonna be able to spot how y'all gonna be able to spot a spy if you can't even pick your own spouse? Hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Or not. I don't care. And I'm out. Well, there it is. In conclusion of how I see this, there is a, there is someone who has, who feels that he's being intruded on. I've been here. I've been speaking on this. And I believe you have been sent in to take my audience, to take the viewers or to take our people away from what we are or have been building. Then I believe there's another perspective where you don't maybe know me like that. You don't know everything about me. Maybe I do have a good heart. Maybe I am here for the right reasons. And I think if we sit down without emotions, but logic, because as logic rises, emotions go down. As emotions go up, logic goes down. And let's see the backgrounds and let's see the motives Let's see the works. Scripture says you can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. Let's just see the works. Let's see what happens behind the scenes.
Let's see where our, our real true heart is. And go from there. Because people wake up. Let's give them time to wake up. Let's give them time to wake up. So let's atone. Let's find ways to truly atone because the youth, man, the youth is the, the youth is what it's about. Well, that's what we say. That's what we say. We say it's about the youth. So let's team up what our experiences that we have, what our past that we have, and let's touch those who have a relatable story to us. Let's touch those who can relate to what I've been through and they can feel us because they can feel the energy and authenticity. But we are destroying our value when we come out to each other, when we say we want to come together. Now, now mind you, views still going to be there. Views still going to be there. And to young people, views are always going to be there. Likes always going to be there. But what we, what we don't want to do is lose the power in our message by doing something publicly that can uh, make us look like, man, you ain't doing this for the right reason. And I know somebody said, brother, just stick to your money. No, I ain't going to just stick to my money. Because <clears throat> I think the youth perspective is needed. You know, there's perspectives out there saying, yeah, they need to go over there and fight him. Yeah, they need to go over there and do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I want to give my perspective on it. I want to try to bring a little, some level head to it. So if you don't like that type of content, I got all kind of content that's premiered, that's scheduled to go out daily. Just skip these type of videos. Check out the money videos or check out the minister videos or check out when I'm doing a testimonial from one of our students or something. That's going to be there. If you don't like these, but you see people tuned in now, look, look at this. It's 100 plus people tuned in. But if I did a video about a young brother who has overcame something and fired his job, I have 20 people watching. So if this what y'all, if this would attract y'all, if this would get you to watch, I ain't doing nothing negative. I'm just going to get my perspective. And then I'm going to put the medicine in the dog food. Put the medicine in the dog food. So thank you all for watching. I got more videos coming out of guidance from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. If you would like to get on my text list, text NATION to 214-884-4644. Text NATION to 214-884-4644. And that'll put you on my text list. On a weekly basis, I send out a final call newspaper. Uh, on a weekly basis, I send out clips of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. On a weekly basis, we have study sessions on Zoom on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. So that's how you can stay tapped in with what we're doing offline. And if you don't know about our BWO program, here is the commercial as we close. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, family. It's your brother Ben X. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast 2021. It's all about execution. I looked at 2021 as 2020 vision. 
You was learning your vision. You was birthing your vision. You don't went through the pain and the pressure to give birth to many ideas that you never would have had without that pandemic. But 2021, me, Brother Derek Grace, Chris Cole, Jake Taylor Jacobs, and 19 Keys, we're pulling all of our courses together to give you guys a roadmap to make y'all some money all 2021 and to most importantly, change your mindset, your family, and your structure for all 2021. You're going to learn about stocks. You're going to learn about how to own your own bank so you never have to borrow money from the bank. You're going to learn digital real estate. You're going to learn in-home banking to set up that family structure. If that's something you want to be a part of, go get your membership at blackworldorder.com, www.blackworldorder.com. Check out those first two meetings. If you win, then you win. Peace.